Welcome to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. Thank you so much for joining us this weekend. I'm Jason Kong here with the man himself, attorney Bill Alexander. Bill, it's been a, a busy week for you. You had your webinars on Wednesday. I know Thomas was involved, so always a busy time around the office. No, no question. And of course, this was my week back af- after um, taking a week of respite um, at the beach, uh, which, you know, which was pleasant, uh, although it really wasn't anything close to what I was hoping for. And of course, anytime you go on vacation, uh, preparing to go on vacation and the turmoil that exists when you get back, sometimes you wonder whether it was worth going at all. <laughs> but, but um, and of course, uh, for me, I chose the uh, worst possible week uh, to go to the beach. Uh, you know, it was uh, uh, just following. It was all that horrible weather uh, right after Hurricane uh, Ian uh, passed through. So in essence, it was cold, it was rainy, it was very windy. Uh, Not, I mean, it wouldn't have mattered where I was. It was indoor weather. (laughs) So... Uh, but, you know, I got a lot of books read, and, and uh, so that kind of respite uh, was okay. We all, all need a little bit of time away from our normal duties, uh, but it, truthfully, it's nice to be back. <laughs> so uh, a- anyway, um, yes, it's always nice to have our webinars. I always enjoy that, and it was great having my son Thomas Help me with the webinars because he's uh, he's doing such a good job in the office. Uh, he's brilliant, a lawyer, uh, and I'm really proud of both my boys uh, for sure. Uh, you know, my son George is a financial advisor with Edward Jones. He's doing a terrific job as well. Um, so you know, it's nice uh, when things work out the way you hope they do when kids are young and. Uh, uh, not all of us are that fortunate, you know, quite frankly, you know, life uh, throws us a lot of curves and, and they threw curves at me as well. No, you know, none of us uh, get through life without uh, some issues that uh, make make things difficult uh, for us or at least uh, uh, not what we hoped for, if you will. But, you know, you bounce back and, and you know, hopefully things go the way you want it to. But, you know, life is never perfect, that's for sure. And so with a planning, uh, which is what I like to do with my clients, uh, is to help them uh, with their planning goals and then to, to actually help them with documents that help them achieve those goals. Now, you know, truthfully, Life continues to change. Documents need to change over time. You know, clearly the documents you need when you're young uh, and, and uh, um, you know, just getting married, those kind of things are very different from what you need 50 years later. Uh, when your kids are young, you need documents that are totally different than when, you're, when, you're, uh, when you don't have young children. Uh, and, of course... 
after your children grow up and they get out of school and you're an empty nester, then obviously your plans should change a good bit <laughs> after that. Uh, you know, there, there are stages uh, where our plans need to be different. You know, uh, just this past week, I, I enjoyed uh, working with a couple and they were in their mid-60s. And lo and behold, uh, they had never, ever done documents, uh, never done any planning at all. Didn't have wills, didn't have powers of attorney. Truthfully, they were lucky that they never had issues where those documents would have been important. You know, you uh, when you do documents, particularly those early on, you hope that you never need them. Uh, and there are a few folks who are lucky enough that they never need them. I mean, that's what you're hoping for. But the fact is, is that most of us do have unexpected uh, situations where those documents are extremely valuable. And when, when those unexpected uh, things happen and you don't have documents in place, that's where you get screwed. That's where your family gets screwed. That's where you lose a lot of money unnecessarily. Uh, for lack of planning and lack of having the right documents in place. And it's a, it's a real shame, but it actually happens uh, pretty frequently. So uh, one of the things I want to start with uh, this morning, uh, Jason, is just, okay, uh, I hear you. It's something that we should have a plan in place. Where do we start? And, and um, basically, from my own perspective, and, and this, um, <clears throat> this may surprise, it may surprise you, I don't know. But uh, in terms of where you start from, it really is not what so many people think it is. I mean, a lot of folks think, oh, it's all about your net worth and avoiding taxation and things like that, which that's part of it, but it's certainly not where you start from. Where you really should start from in terms of planning is what are our family dynamics uh, in terms of what are our needs as a married couple or as a single person? Uh, what are our needs for our children? And how does that all fit together? In other words, uh, what is our relationship with each of our children? What are their personalities? Are they spenders? Are they savers? Are they nice? Do they have issues that make things difficult for you or for them. I mean, um, uh, it, it can be lots of different things. It, it could be that they're not motivated. It could be that they're just awkward. It could be that uh, they have an addiction problem and there's multiple issues like that. And you'd be surprised how many families have to deal with uh, children with addiction 
problems. Um, how do the children get along with each other? That can make a huge difference. And how do they get along with you? And how do they get along with your spouse? And that may be different. And of course, um, uh, one of the real challenges for so many families today is the fact that um, uh, that many families are second marriages, you know, with stepchildren, you know, where it's his, hers, mine, and ours, if you will, uh, not, you know, and uh, sometimes it's straightforward and sometimes it's just not. So, um, you, you know, the family dynamics to me uh, is the starting point. Yeah, and then you add in to that. Okay, what uh, what kind of uh, uh, resources do you have? Do you own your home? Are you debt free? Or do you have a big mortgage? What kind of income do each of you have? So many people come and start with. Uh, they don't separate their income out. They come in and say, "This is our our." income, but what they don't realize, it's important to know each person's income separately from the other, because it can make a difference in terms of your planning. Um, and, and, then, and then you once you see what the income is and what the resources are, and, and so many folks don't realize that it's important to know it's not just about net worth it's what kind of property do you have uh you know a lot of folks have rental income that's really nice other folks would not dream of having to deal with rental properties um some folks have very very large retirement accounts and others have very little in retirement um and you know so there's just, and of course, quite frankly, the kinds of property that you have make a huge difference in how you actually plan for it. And so that, that, those are the kind of things that we want to get into. So I, I know I've gone on too long. You're looking at me like, stop, stop, stop. So <clears throat> I'll give it back to you, and then we'll come back to okay, we're, we're getting started. What are, the, you know, what are the goals that we need to be looking at? We will get to that, and it's uh, important that you mention the importance of family dynamics and factoring that into your planning. You don't want to take a cookie-cutter approach to that, and that's why it's important that if you don't have documents or if you have had documents in the past but you haven't seen an elder law attorney, it's very important that you do so. you got to make sure that your plans are going to be executed in the way that you want them to. If you would like to schedule an appointment with Bill, go to WGALaw.com. WGALaw.com is Bill's website. You can schedule an appointment to speak with him. You can find information about Bill's free webinars as we said at the top of the program that we had our webinars this week, but the November webinars are just around the corner. Boy, it's weird to think that we're almost in November, but if you would like to learn more from Bill about the subjects of long-term care assistance as well as asset protection and trust planning, this is a wonderful free opportunity for you. Bill does these the second Wednesday of every month, and the next set of webinars is happening on Wednesday, November 9th. 
So be sure to go to WGALaw.com and click on the Seminars button at the top of the page to register for free. It's free to attend. We're taking a quick break, but we'll be back with more. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. Head on over to WGALaw.com if you would like to schedule an appointment to speak with Bill or if you want to learn more about his free webinars happening on Wednesday, November 9th, covering the subjects of asset protection and trust planning as well as Medicaid and long-term care assistance, WGALaw.com. Click on the Seminars button at the top of the page. I'm Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. And right now we're talking about planning goals and Bill, we've kind of given an overview, but let's say we're, we're ready to get started. What do we need to know? Well, I mean, it's like, okay, what, what are our goals? Uh, in fact, um, you know, the most common uh, and appropriate goal uh, for a married couple is we want to take care of each other. You know, that is key. How do we do that? And of course, how you do it varies from one family to another, but taking care of each other is is a, an extremely important goal. And if you're single, it's taking care of myself. Um, and, you know, for some folks, uh, it's how do we deal with issues if they arise and uh, I need somebody to come in and help uh, me when things aren't going the way I, I need them to go. You know, I've, I have a, a, a medical condition. Somebody needs to make medical decisions for me. Somebody needs to help manage my property for me, uh, pay the bills, get things done, those kinds of things, because that can happen to anybody at any age. And having a plan for it, you know, really makes a huge difference in having the right documents in place. And now there are some folks out there, I call them my orphans, uh, they don't have anybody. They're single, they're, they have no spouse, they have no children, they have no siblings, or they don't have any family that they can trust or depend upon. So it's, they have to take care of themselves, if, if you will. And you know, they have a unique challenge in terms of how do they set something up for themselves so that they have a plan in place in case something bad befalls them. And so that's, you know, those kind of planning things which requires either the right kinds of powers of attorney or a trust-based plan uh, makes a big difference. And for some folks, a, a trust really does work better uh, simply because it um, puts a fiduciary duty on someone, whoever that is, to carry out the plan that you've put in place for yourself. And that's something that a power of attorney doesn't do. Power of attorney gives somebody the power but it doesn't give them the plan. It doesn't give them instructions where a trust 
does both. And that's one of the differences with a trust-based plan. But okay, so our goal is to take care of each other, take care of ourselves. Um, Another big goal for most of us is how do we stay independent and stay in control of ourselves, where we live, control of our money, control of our resources, uh, as long as can be possible. Uh, that's important to all of us. I, I don't know of anybody who wants to say, oh, Junior, come on in and manage my money and pay my bills and, you know. <laughs> Heck no. I mean, the bottom line is this is our what we have created for ourselves and we want to stay in control of that till we can't. Uh, and, and that's not unique to me. It's not unique to you. It's, it's basically the way all of us feel. Uh, and of course, some of us are more comfortable than others with our children coming in to help. Um, but that's because children can be very different. Some are very trustworthy, very tr loving uh, and work well together themselves, the children, uh, uh, those kind of things. And other folks are not so fortunate. You know, they, they don't have those kind of, of uh, siblings or childrens that they can depend upon. Um, another important uh, goal, I mean, really, is not running out of money. You know, it's com uh, being able to complete our bucket list, whatever that means for some folks. Uh, it means I want to travel to different places and see different things uh, and, and be with my loved ones. And for other folks, it's a very different kind of bucket list. I, I want to do things I haven't done, wasn't able to do during my working years. I want to focus on my artwork or my music or my whatever it is. Uh, and and those kind of things are important to folks, but that's uh, that that's what we should be doing, uh, enjoying our loved ones and and doing the things that we want to be able to do, and to be able to afford what we want to be able to do. Uh, paying as little tax as possible is actually something that's important to almost all of us. Um, uh, you know, some of us don't want to pay any tax at all, but that's not really right. We, we do need uh, <laughs> services, uh, uh, makes our life better, uh, and it costs money. So we do have to pay tax, but we don't want to have to pay any more tax than we should, you know, pay as little as possible. That's an important goal. Um, not being a burden on our children, you know, um, uh, for some folks, that's easy. For other folks, it's not so easy because there are an awful lot of folks that haven't planned for retirement. They haven't saved money. They don't have a sufficient income. And quite frankly, those folks are setting themselves up to be a burden on their children. And, and it, but, but nobody, even if you haven't planned at all, nobody wants to be a burden on, on our loved ones. I mean, that's just not part of it. Um, and, uh, and then once we've taken care of ourselves, then for most of it is we want to leave a little something or a lot of something to our children and grandchildren. And then it's a question of how do we do that? 
And for those of, of, of us who are blessed, it's how do we package that in the best way possible to help our children or and or our grandchildren? And it's like, can we do some things in our planning, in our packaging, if you will, that will ensure that our inheritance stays with our children, even if our children end up in a divorce? or if our children make bad uh, financial decisions and end up in bankruptcy or have creditors or our children um, uh, have other issues, sometimes it's because of their own mistakes, sometimes it's not. Uh, I mean, for instance, a lot of families have to deal with children who have addictions or we have other uh, families that have children with special needs or they have certain issues that's not their fault but it really makes a difference in how we worry about them or how we want to try to replace ourselves in their lives when we're gone. So all of those are important planning uh, decisions uh, for us and there are uh, and there are ways through either powers of attorneys or trusts and our wills uh, that we can actually create a, a good plan to check off these goals and to reduce our fears for the future. That's great, and that's something that we all need to do. We all need to sit down and assess what those goals are and making sure that your documents are in place so that you can achieve those goals is key, and you really do need to make sure that you've seen an elder law attorney to make sure that you have the exact documents that are going to help you achieve those goals. Go to WGALaw.com if you would like to schedule some time to speak with Bill. You can also find information about Bill's free webinars at wgalaw.com click on the seminars button at the top of the page bill's next set of webinars are happening on wednesday november 9th if you want to learn more about medicaid and va benefits and how those can be used to help pay for the uh, extreme expensive costs of long-term care you can learn more about that for free you can also learn about asset protection and trust planning few of the concepts that we've mentioned so far this morning go to wgalaw.com click on the seminars button at the top of the page to learn more a short break and back with more this is asset protection today with attorney bill alexander and we'll be right back listening to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. Head on over to WGALaw.com to learn more about Bill, whether it's scheduling an appointment to speak with him or to learn more about his free webinars. WGALaw.com is the place to go. I'm Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander, and we're having a discussion all about planning goals. And Bill, we just mentioned one of the goals that most people have, and that's not running out of money. And that's something that I think a lot of people worry about, but can really cause a lot of worry when there's uncertainty. Well, truthfully, there's always an uncertainty. But in terms of, uh, I wanted to mention the economy uh, and this, the market, if you will, 
uh, because it's something that has given pause to many folks. Uh, there are uh, anyone, uh, I mean, the market is always volatile, and it's important that uh, folks uh, have a long-term approach to investing. If they want to invest in the stock market, uh, a long-term perspective is always helpful uh, because of the fact that there will be times when we experience downturns. Uh, but the market's always volatile. It's, it's just like, uh, it, you know, we've, for the last several years, we've uh, experienced uh, COVID and the deals with that, uh, supply chain problems. Uh, we've had uh, oil prices go way up, and we've seen what's happened in Europe with Ukraine and, and Russia and, and uh, the turmoil that, uh, and devastation that that has caused. And so there's a lot of angst, if, if you will. Uh, there's w worry of recession, if you will. But, you know, it's the kind of thing where you, you have to realize that uh, it's what do you do now? Uh, I mean, because anybody that's been in the market knows that this year has been a tough year. Most people who have been invested in the market this year uh, have lost 10 to even 20 percent or more in their portfolios. But the most important thing for folks to remember is to stick with the advice of your financial advisor. You know, don't um, throw away your financial planning. Stay with your goals. I mean, it's like this. The market's not always going to be perfect, you know, quite frankly. Uh, even though, even through... Um, the fact that we were dealing with COVID the first year, I mean, we're basically in second year at this point, first year of the Biden presidency, we had the very best market experience we have had in decades. People don't realize that. Most people who were in the market earned over 20% on their portfolios. And so, uh, truthfully, while people have had a drawback this year, if you've been in the market for the last three or four years, you're way ahead of where you were three or four years ago. And, and, and the fact is, so the question is, where are we headed now? Because most people are in a place, and a lot of folks are asking, should we get out of the market and it really comes down to there's mixed signals. Uh, and so what, what I would say is that uh, why are there mixed signals? The, what's, what's confusing is the fact that you have what I call backward-looking data. And that's really what the Fed has been focused on. And from my own perspective, I think they've overdone it. They've, they've, they're making a mistake by not looking more aggressively at the forward-looking data. Uh, and of course, the, uh, I think part of what the Fed is doing in terms of raising rates or threatening to raise rates is part of it is threat. You know, it is 
We want the economy to slow down, and if you don't do certain things, then we're going to force it to slow down more. And so, yes, I do think the Fed is going to continue to increase interest rates, but uh, my hope is that they'll start looking at the forward data and um, instead of the backward-looking data and make much smaller reductions because actually, if you look at what's going on, already the economy is slowing down in a positive way. And it sounds really weird to say that's a positive thing, but the fact is, is the fact that uh, the uh, but the supply chain issues have improved significantly. Inflation pressures have reduced significantly. Uh, there's still plenty of jobs out there, but but the fact is is that the pressure on that has reduced significantly. So there's there's not as much pressure to in, increase uh, wages, if you will, which you know obviously that spurns inflation. So, you know, it's there are a lot of mixed signals, but from my perspective and what I see personally, and of course this is not a recommendation for folks, this is just saying what I see personally, is that I see a lot of positive signs that the market will turn around sooner than later. Now that doesn't mean tomorrow, and that's the thing that folks need to know. So again, a long-term perspective is important. And I would say, for the most part, other than take the advice of your financial advisor, because everybody's invested differently, but for those folks who have a diversified portfolio with a good financial advisor and those kinds of things, that, um, you know, if you're in the market now and you've seen a, 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 a loss in your portfolio, for the most part, most people are going to be better off staying put. Uh, in other words, waiting, realizing that the market may go down a little bit more before it starts coming back up, because that's called volatility. We'll always see that. But, you know, the problem is if you sell and get out, then you're not going to get back in at, at the right time to, to enjoy the, the increase in the, in the market. And now, for those folks who are not in the market, I would say right now is a good time to delay. Uh, but I don't mean delay until five years from now. It might be January before it's, it's the right time, because I do think we're going to still see some volatility. And, uh, you know, it's the kind of thing where there are a lot of folks who are smarter uh, than me about those kinds of things. But the fact is, is that nobody has a crystal ball. But there are many, many positive signs in our economy. Personally, I thought the economy would turn around before now. So that's that was my bad. However, um, I, I don't think there's any question that our economy is actually in good shape uh, and that um, things will turn around uh at, at some point in the not-too-distant future. And for those folks who are in the market, you're going to see a, a very nice uh, gain uh, over time. So uh, anyway, it's the kind of thing where a long-term strategy is the way to go. 
and I can't say it enough, but you have to expect volatility in good times and in bad times. And uh, to the degree you have a good financial advisor, stay with the plan. Stay with your good financial advisor. Take their advice. Don't get out if they're not advising you to get out. You know, that's um, uh, important. So when it comes to not running out of money, most seniors need to have market investments because if you don't, you're going to lose money to inflation. But there is an approach. But what we've seen this year is, I, I mean, to me, the advice that I uh, give folks is, you know, when you retire, if you can be debt-free, you're 10 times better off than those folks who still have a mortgage to pay or have to pay rent or uh, or have a, a big uh, car loan or whatever. Um, you know, being debt-free, having a safety bucket for times like now where if you want to go on a trip or if you want to need to do something, replace an HVAC or a roof or whatever, that you have a safety bucket money in the bank where you can pull that money out rather than selling uh, uh, your, you know, part of your portfolio to pay for it needs. That's why a safety bucket is so important to people. That all goes into planning and preparation, making sure that you've got a backup plan when opportunity presents or when an emergency happens, you need to be ready. So that's some good advice from Bill there and more good advice for you. Head on over to WGALaw.com if you haven't ever attended one of Bill's free webinars. You should do so. You can learn more about long-term care assistance, Medicaid, VA benefits, as well as asset protection and trust planning. There's no cost to you. Head on over to WGALaw.com and click on the Seminars button at the top of the page. The next set of webinars is happening on Wednesday, November 9th. You know, if you've been putting off some planning and you want to sort of dip your toe in the water, this is a wonderful way to do that. Go to WGALaw.com and click on the Seminars button at the top of the page or call the office 919-256-7000, 919-256-7000. A quick break and back with more. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander, and we'll be right back. Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. I'm Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. Don't forget, go to WGALaw.com if you want to learn more about Bill or register for his free webinars, WGALaw.com. Today we're talking about planning goals, and we've covered a lot of ground, Bill. And, you know, one of the concepts that I think we can all agree with when it comes to planning is, is keeping as much of our stuff in our assets as we can. Well, no question about it. And part of it is paying as little tax as possible. Um, I read an article uh, recently. Uh, you know, one of the, the things we talked about, um, I can't remember, a couple weeks ago, was um, some of the dynamics as it related to uh, staying single 
versus getting married for seniors, you know, those kinds of things, and, and how that uh, can not only affect the family dynamics, big planning e- issue, but it also af- affects benefits uh, positively and negatively. But uh, anyway, the article I, I read and took issue with was a fella who uh, uh, basically wrote an article, and, and I'll just read you the headline, and that'll tell you what it says. The crushing financial penalties for marriage in your later years, courtesy of Uncle Sam. And, of course, this article was about how actually seniors might be better off financially by staying single rather than getting married. I mean, thinking if the fact that marriage is only a matter of a financial uh, kind of thing, which to me is pretty silly. But the fact is that I take issue with it because for the most part, folks who are married and can file jointly uh, tend to uh, have lower taxes and lower fees. Uh, and there's some other issues um, uh, in here uh, and benefits. I mean, because quite frankly, if uh, when you're married, if your spouse dies, uh, particularly if you get married after age 60, you remarry. If you remarry after age 60, then you retain your own Social Security account. You also get the account of, uh, of your deceased spouse. Uh, you also retain the account of a divorced spouse and you uh, potentially uh, and and you also get the potential account of your new spouse and so that can significantly increase your income or potential income uh, if and when you become a widow or widower uh, because of the fact that you were in fact married uh, of course, a lot of folks know I do a lot of Medicaid financial planning for folks who are dealing with uh, nursing home costs. And frankly, I can tell you from all, many, many years of experience, it's far easier to get someone eligible for Medicaid if and when they're married than if they're not, and preserving the resources of the other spouse. It, it, with professional help, you can do that every time. This, this guy who thinks, uh, you know, Medicaid is, you know, you're better off if you're single, uh, you know, he just doesn't understand the system, which is not uncommon at all. There's so many myths of, about uh, Medicaid. The only place where this guy actually has um, uh, 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 something that I think is justifiable is how Social Security is actually taxed. A lot of folks don't realize that your Social Security isn't taxed uh, like other income. Uh, And there is a marriage penalty for some people who are on Social Security. Now, how does that work? Well, number one is if you don't have any other income other than Social Security, then there's no marriage penalty because the bottom line is you're not going to pay any tax on your Social Security at all. It's zero uh, if, if there's no other income. So Social Security is only taxed when there is 
other non-Social Security income. So what they do is they look at your what they call your modified adjusted gross income, which is your adjusted gross income plus any tax-free income that you might have as well. So they add that to your adjusted gross income, and that's called your modified adjusted gross income. Well, okay, so if you're, uh, and this is where it, it, there is a disconnect. If you're an individual and you have less than $25,000 of this you know, modified adjusted gross income, other income other than Social Security, none of your Social Security is taxed. Now, that's 25000 If you're married, this is where there's a marriage penalty. If you're under $32,000, uh, in other words, not fifty, but 32000 then there, uh, y- you actually do start paying tax on what's over the $32,000 if, if you're uh, filing jointly. And so now, so how does it work? How much of it is taxed? If you're individual and you're over $25,000 but less than $34,000, then half, 50% of your Social Security benefit is added to your taxable income. Okay, if you're an individual and you're over $34,000, then what's over $34,000 is 85% of your Social Security benefit Oh, you know, is then taxed. And so you have a graduated scale, uh, you know, up to 25,000, zero, 25 to 34, 50% is taxed, and over uh, 34,000 is 85% of the benefit over 34 is taxed. Now, if you're single, it's, I mean, if you're joint, joint return, if it's 32, zero or less, 32 to 44 is 50%. And if you're over forty-four thousand as a married couple, that uh, income that's over forty-four, uh, then is then it it basically taxes your social security at eighty-five percent. It's sort of weird in terms of how you get there. Uh, it doesn't make sense to a whole lot of folks. Uh, but this is the only place where there's a marriage penalty at all for being married. So. Another place that a lot of folks don't look at is IRMAs. That's where Social Security increases. So there's basically three things. There's Social Security and how it's taxed. There's IRMAs, which is the premium you pay for uh, your Part B Medicare and your Part D Medicare. It uh, you pay a, an extra amount of money if you have too much income. I don't have enough time to go into it. And the other piece is most people don't realize that married couples generally are at a lower tax bracket when they're married. And oftentimes the widow or widower is pushed into a higher tax bracket. And that's something that I always want to look at because I think it's an important consideration for folks in their financial and estate planning. That's why it's key to see an elder law attorney, and also this is a this article is an example of why there there's a lot of misinformation out there and a lot of myths, and 
making sure that you have a, a source that is highly knowledgeable on these subjects is key. Don't forget, if you want to learn more about long-term care assistance, Medicaid, VA benefits, go to attend Bill's webinars. Go to WGALaw.com and click on the Seminars button at the top of the page. A quick break and back with more. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander, and we'll be right back. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. Schedule an appointment with Bill by going to WGALaw.com. That's also where you can go to register for Bill's free webinars. Learn more about Medicaid, VA benefits, and long-term care assistance, as well as asset protection and trust planning. These are free educational seminars that you can attend. Go to WGALaw.com and click on the Seminars button at the top of the page or call 919 919- Two five six seven thousand nine one nine two five six seven thousand. We got to get out of here. That'll do it for us today. We hope you'll join us again next weekend. Thank you so much for listening to Asset Protection today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Have a wonderful weekend. Mm-hmm.